Good morning and welcome to Green Tea Conversations, the radio show that delves into the pages of Natural Awakenings magazine and brings you the local experts who share their progressive ideas and the latest information and insights needed so you can lead your best life. I'm your host, Candy Brothel, publisher of the Twin Cities edition of Natural Awakenings magazine, and I am honored to bring these experts to you. Today on our show, we are welcoming back Linda Conroy, owner of Moonwise Herbs out of Stoughton, Wisconsin. Linda is a practicing herbalist who provides herbal education, workshops, and apprenticeships, as well as individual consultations by appointment at her homestead. Linda is also a community organizer and the founder of the Midwest Women's Herbal Conference. Welcome back to the show, Linda. Thank you, Candy. I'm delighted to be here. It's always a pleasure. Oh, it's always so fun to have you on the show and to you have so much knowledge that you can share with us. So I'm really excited to get started. But I want to let people know you have the 12th annual uh, Midwest Women's Herbal Conference, which is coming up on May 26th through the 28th. So we're about five months away from it, or actually about six months away from it right now. People might be wondering like, wow, why is she having you come on so early? Well, the reason is, is because the last few years we've had you come on in April or May and you were already sold out. All your tickets were gone. Right. So last year was the first year we came back after being virtual for two years after not, I don't want to say that after the pandemic, because it's not really, a, <laughs> but, um, you know, but when we felt comfortable going back into person and we sold out very, very quickly last year, we opened registration and we have opened registration already in mid-December and we have an early registration rate that we offer. And so many people signed up early last year at that rate. Um, we were sold out very, very quickly and had a waiting list. So yes, if people want to come, they they want to get their tickets quickly. <laughs> yes. So I want to let our, our listeners know, don't stop and wait for this. Minnesotans, we're terrible at waiting till the last minute on things because there might be something else we want to do. This is not the time to do that. If you want to attend the conference, register now. Because I would say probably by the end of next month or beginning of, you know, sometime in February, you're probably going to be sold out again. Well, if it follows trends from last year, I would suspect so. Um, yeah. yeah, you, know, <laughs> and, and, you know, every year is different, but, the you know, we've tended to sell out, you know, by the time the event comes for all the 12 years. Um, you know, we have never had an event that wasn't sold out, at, but last year was sold out very early. So you are correct. And, you know, it just uh, really reflects so many of the things that um, we are seeing in the natural health world and the herbal world and the wild foraging world is the interest is just um, exploding. I mean, people are very interested in getting outside and being engaged with the plants and learning about herbal medicine and learning about foraging um, and personal growth in community and connection. I mean, all of these things that are offered in that village space when we get together for that weekend. So I think there's um, a lot of enthusiasm. Yeah. So tell us more about that, because I want people to get a good vision in their mind of what this is like. So this is being held in Almond, Wisconsin. It's a three-day period, and there are pre-conference events where people can come for a whole week. I actually oh, wow. have 
I'm on site for a week and it's so delightful because over the pre-conference workshops are smaller, they're more intimate. And so the people who are there early have that experience of an immersion. We have these three-day immersions. We're offering two of them this year. One is on Celtic herbalism, a deep dive on that vantage point of working with plants and herbs. And then um, I'm at actually offering a three-day immersion on fermentation and how to ferment from A to Z. It's three days of learning how to ferment, incorporating wild foods into fermentation. So that's the um, pre-conference opportunities. And so if you're there for the as the week builds on itself and women start showing up over the week and it gets, you know, busier and busier and fuller and fuller. And it's just a beautiful experience then to see by Friday afternoon, the 400 women who, um, women, children and teens actually, who are signed up to arrive and become this incredible village for the weekend, which is one of my favorite things about it is to watch the village form and the village come together. Our last event, which was in the fall, you know, we also, um, and we've talked about this before, offer a mushroom event in the fall called Mycelium Mysteries. And we, um, this past fall, it was the most cooperative event we have ever put on. People were so enthusiastic about helping, about contributing. It was just the village feel. You know, we always try to create the village, but the village feel, people taking responsibility for being present in the space and owning it. It was really just heartening to see. And I think, you know, that's one thing that I think the pandemic has brought to our attention is this, you know, desire and longing to be together and contribute. Yes, yes. So now when you say the village feel and the you you kind of have said that a few times, uh-huh. uh, this is truly, I mean, this is not held at a hotel. It's not at a conference center. So it's tell a, us about that more. <laughs> yeah, it's at a camp. It's a kid's camp called Camp Helen Brockman. And it's a camp that was established. Um, it's it's run by an organization out of Milwaukee. It was established um, to host inner city kids to come out into um, nature and be at camp for weeks at a time in the summer. And so we love collaborating with them because the, the property is beautiful. There's 200 acres. There's a lake. Um, you know, big um, dining space where that overlooks the lake. Um, can, there's camping. Women can camp. They can stay in rustic cabins. Some women stay off site, but most people stay off on site so there's you know there's many villages too there's the camping village (laughs) there's the cabin village and then we all come together and you know we have a marketplace so people can go and shop and then they can go to their workshops all weekend long and so it's been a commitment of mine and really our whole organizing team to make sure that we eat together and that we're able to offer really deeply nourishing meals. The heart of the type of work that I do is focused on nourishment and building health first and foremost. And so eating together, we drink nourishing herbal infusions. We we make them by the gallons and people are drinking nettle and oat straw and rose hips and elderberry all weekend long. And so that breaking bread together is such an important part of the village feel. 
And it's it really helps people feel nourished. When you're learning, you use a lot of energy. Our brain uses a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And so it's been very intentional to provide very deeply nourishing meals for everyone. It's part of the ticket. When you register for the conference, everyone gets meals. We don't, um, you know, separate out meals or no meals. Everybody gets meals and eats together. And it's been a highlight. We have actually have a reputation for providing incredibly um incredible meals during the conference. Oh, that is so cool. So now you said a couple of things I noticed on the website, and I don't know if you if you did this last year or not, I don't remember seeing it, but the teen girl workshops. Oh, yes, we always have a teen spiral. Okay. Uh, Last year, so this is really interesting coming back again in person for the first time the teen spiral was just amazing to watch the the young girls were so enthusiastic and so happy to be again in community they kind of form you know a little um a collective and they spend a lot of time together and they can go out into the conference and go to workshops or do whatever they want but there are coordinators that provide special uh, workshops just for them. And I know like last year, one of them did a workshop with the girls on astrology and herbs, and they um, created a lot of different um, products that matched, you know, their um, astrology sign. I mean, it's just really, really um, incredible to hold that space for those girls. And I was watching them, they were going out and making friends with adult women, I saw this real desire for mentoring, um, for that connection, that longing. It was, it was, I, Candy, I said to some of my other organizers, I said, if anything I've ever done with this conference, that was worth every effort I ever put in to watch the care they got in this space, the mentoring. I mean, really, it makes me want to tear up talking about it. Yeah, I mean, what is happening there is just so remarkable. I I love to hear about these, about what you have going on. But you also have, you have classes for kids. So you must be talking about younger than teens, younger than the 12 to 14 year old. Right. So we have the teen spiral and that's 12 to 18. And then we have a kids camp three to 12. And so the kids camp has, you know, that has a whole different feel to it, right? There's all these activities happening. The coordinators are really good about offering age appropriate nature, nature based, um, herbal based education. And so it was interesting because one of the uh, children came up to me um, over the weekend last year and brought me this little gift pack packet that they had made they had made some teas and they made dandelion flower cookies and and they were so proud and they brought it to me as a gift and i i have a photo of the child presenting these to me oh and and, it's just the most heartening photograph (laughs) (laughs) well that's awesome that's awesome To learn more about the work that Linda does, visit moonwiseherbs.com. And that's moon, W-I-S-E, herbs.com. To learn more about the Midwest Women's Herbal Conference and to register, visit midwestwomensherbal.com. To read the online version of Natural Awakenings magazine, visit naturaltwincities.com. You can find a podcast of this show on am950radio.com, on Apple and Google Podcasts, and anywhere you get your podcasts. 
You're listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and we will be right back. Green Tea Conversations. I'm your host, Candy Brothel, and today we're visiting with Linda Conroy, owner of Moonwise Herbs out of Stoughton, Wisconsin, and the founder of the Midwest Women's Herbal Conference. So, Linda, just before the break, you were telling us about uh, some of the, I guess, logistics of the conference that's coming up in May. And we were talking about that you have the teen spiral, the teen girl spiral, and that you also have a kids camp. So I'm curious to find out what made you decide to do both kind of the kids camp and the teen spiral. So the teen spiral, actually the first year we didn't have a teen spiral. And the first year there were teens in one of my adult workshops, raising their hand, asking questions. And I thought, oh my gosh, they need a space. So that came the second year. The first year we did have a kids camp. The women who were started the conference with me and were helping to organize initially were both moms. And they both said, we have got to make this accessible to moms that they can come and they have a place where their children can learn about herbs and feel that they're safe and cared for while they go into workshops and learn. So the kids camp is set up so that while women are in workshops, the kids camp is happening parallel to that so that moms can come to the the conference and feel confident their kids are going to be safe and that they're going to be learning. They learn to identify plants. They learn to work with plants. It's so delightful to see these little children showing other people what plantain is, for example, (laughs) and knowing that it's called the Band-Aid plant and you chew it up (laughs) and put it on, you know, and you see them and they they know. I mean, they're close to the ground, so they get it. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love that they're close to the ground so they get it (laughs) and it really is true I mean especially I think more so now than it has been in the last several decades about how much more information is out there and is available to us about herbs and having our kids learn that before you had kind of mentioned about the pandemic that this is the time people are starting to come back from being isolated for so long and one of the things that I noticed during the during the uh, pandemic when it was first started was kind of the first time I had heard medical doctors talk about how to improve your immunity. And they were saying things like elderberry juice and vitamin C and zinc and really kind of focusing on how to build up our immunity more. So it is, we're starting to see it come more into the mainstream, I think, than we have for decades. Absolutely. I mean, I've been doing this work deliberately for almost 30 years, and it was very fringe when I started doing this. It really was. It was not in the, so much in the mainstream. There were little health food stores that had their, you know, sections. and But now it's so in the mainstream. And even in the past, you know, I mean, year, we've seen even more. Like, I just see this interest just growing and growing and growing, the passion and excitement. And 
you know, I think when people feel like they can do something for themselves, it's very empowering. It's very empowering to know I, you know, I can go, I can either grow an elderberry bush or I could go wildcraft in the ditches <laughs> and go and make my own infusions and in tea and build my immunity and help my body um, respond. And so it's, it's, it's really empowering. So you have, um, you have some keynote speakers this yeah. year and some of the people you've had in the past, but they're going to be talking about different topics this year. So let's get into that. What about Robin Rose Bennett? So Robin Rose Bennett is such an amazing uh, person. She is a, an herbalist who has really blended the very um, practical aspect of herbalism with a spiritual um, sensibility. And so that is really a special thing that she brings to um, the her herbal work. And so she's going to be doing her pre-conference. She's going to be doing a pre-conference workshop as well as um, one of the keynote um, talks uh, uh, during the conference. And we're super excited about that. Oh, that is cool. And then what about Linda Black Elk? So Linda Black Elk is has is an indigenous herbalist um, who is passionate about wild foods and food sovereignty, and she's going to be talking about that. She's going to be talking about you know the um, practicalities of engaging with wild plants and having them be a part of a life way and a lifestyle. She too will be doing a three hour pre conference workshop immersed in that, but also delivering a keynote address about the concepts of food sovereignty, uh, which is, you know, really important to the indigenous people of uh, North America to be re um, uh, claiming their food traditions. And she is a strong activist and advocate for that realm. And I am really excited that she's going to be joining us. So when you say food sovereignty, and we've heard this before, but let's just kind of expand on that a little bit. What, it, what do you mean by food sovereignty? Well, it's about being independent and having influence over our own food traditions. Like we have a food industry. I mean, we can talk about this. I talk about this in the herbal world. There's the earth-centered herbalism, and there's industry-centered herbalism, right? And we can talk about that with our food supply too. We've got an industry, if you go into, uh, you know, big box conventional grocery stores, I mean, there's just all this food being produced in boxes. And it's, you know, it's actually, we had a speaker, Lila June, a couple of years ago, an indigenous speaker who also focuses on food sovereignty. And she said, you know, we need a different word for food because food has become a, a commodity and food is actually relational in nature. And so I think the indigenous folks like Linda Black Elk, Lila June are leading the way and reminding us that it's a relationship with our food. And we've got, you know, uh, the state of Maine has um, passed a law actually allowing people to trade and barter and, and take care of their own food um, uh, exchanges, um, local food, 
I mean, a lot of us hear about this, like we want to be, you know, ingesting as much local food as possible, especially people who are engaged with farmers markets and this kind of thing. So it's that direct relationship with our food. Where does it come from? How do we know how it's being grown? And it's a regenerative thing because when we have those relationships, we care for the earth. Mm -hmm. That's the focus. It's not caring for the industry. We've got these big food in industries you know, corporations, if you, I don't know if you're familiar, there's a map that shows you um, most of the um, big food corporations are all owned by like a very small number of uh, corporations. And so you've got this food being produced in ways that's about commodifying it rather than that relational piece. And food sovereignty brings us into that empowerment, that relational aspect, and like I said, the indigenous, there are lots of indigenous people leading the way, like Linda Black Elk. So we're just thrilled to have her because the type of herbalism that our conference um, holds the container for is that relational um, plant-based um, approach. Yeah, I think I think that's another thing that COVID has done for us is really be able to identify for us how fragile our food system is. When we took a look at... Um, like the meat packing plants, and then all of a sudden having this shortage of different types of meat and an influx of other types of meat. I mean, it it was it's kind of um, mind boggling when you think about it. And then to see any kind of transportation issues that might happen, how that might affect, it shows us just how very fragile it is. And the more local we can become, and the more independent we can become from that you know, we, we have to start looking at that. Absolutely. I mean, I know in my personal life, I try to build relationships with farmers, the things I don't grow, I reach out and I, um, you know, purchase from as local as possible. Sometimes I have the opportunity to trade with people for things I produce, you know, it's just a really whole different, and that's that law in Maine, um, and I can't remember, it's a cottage um, food industry law, which has, has expanded people's capacity to do that. And we do have cottage industry laws being passed around the country in different places like the state in Wisconsin, where I live, we have the jelly bill. So you can produce jellies and uh, acid-based foods in small quantity and sell them without having a commercial kitchen. So you've got this happening in small ways in the country and around the world, really, there's so much interest and keeping that those small, um, food, what we can call a food shed. We have watersheds, we can have food sheds. We have a woman who's coming to the conference too, who's going to be educating people about fiber sheds and, you know, looking at, you know, how can we get local fibers? Because that's a whole nother tangent <laughs> that people can go on is looking at, how, how can we get as much as possible local that's produced and that we know how it's being produced and how it affects the earth, which how that we treat the earth is how we treat ourselves and our health is dependent on it, it's a relation. Again, it's a relationship. Our health is built on, you know, respecting uh, the earth and the soil and the relationships that we have there. Yeah, well, and like you said, we could do a whole show and more on the sustainability aspects of our <laughs> of our clothing and, and fashion industries. And and at the conference in the village, these conversations are what is happening. 
And that's one of the things I love about it. Not only, you know, okay, we're providing education, but there's in-between spaces where women are eating together or spending time in the marketplace, talking and exchanging. These conversations are happening. And then those seeds get planted and they get sent out from where people came from, um, you know, to their own communities. And they share this information and these ideas. And this is, this is you know, really um, what we want to see happen with the conference. Yeah. Yeah. So for people who want to get involved in those types of conversations, I just encourage you to learn more about the Midwest Women's Herbal Conference by visiting MidwestWomensHerbal.com. And to learn more about the work that Linda does, visit MoonWiseHerbs.com. We will be back in just a bit. Welcome back to Green Tea Conversations. I'm your host, Candy Braffel, and today we're visiting with Linda Conroy, owner of Moonwise Herbs out of Stoughton, Wisconsin, and the founder of the Midwest Women's Herbal Conference. So before the break, we were starting to learn about some of the keynote speakers that you have uh, coming up in the conference in May. And again, the Midwest Women's Herbal Conference, this is your 12th annual, will be taking place in Almond, Wisconsin, May 26th through the 28th. And we're having you on this early because you have always sold out, but last year you sold out really early. So we want people to have the opportunity if they want to register for the conference to do it soon. Do it soon so that you don't miss out on your chance to do so. Um, so we've been talking about the conference and kind of some of the speakers that will be there and the activities that you do. I also wanted to touch on, you have another keynote speaker, uh, Reverend Judith Laxer, who yes. will also be there. What will she be talking about? So she is offering a keynote. Her keynote is actually called Letting Ourselves Off the Hook. And she's talking about how we really need more compassionate leadership um, she's going to use the story of Anana, who is the queen of heaven in some of the goddess traditions. Um, and she's going to be telling her story and talking about her story as a metaphor for really being able to step into this compassionate place of caring for each other and especially from a leadership. And most of the women who come to our conference have some leadership role in their community. You don't have to, but it, but it just tends to go that way a lot of times. So Judith is, has been working with our conference on and off for years. She has a goddess church in Seattle, Washington, and she is a spiritual leader in her community. And so these stories are a big part of the metaphors um, in her teaching. And I love how she brings that in and really invites us to engage with these stories to because it's a fun way to in integrate concepts and ideas. So that is her keynote that she'll be offering. And then I did want to mention that Venus Williams, who is a, an herbalist and community organizer from Milwaukee, will be doing our ceremonial, uh, our ceremonies this year, opening and closing 
ceremony. She's also ordained as a reverend, and she will do the opening and closing ceremonies this year for us. So we're super excited about that. So let's just talk about that for a minute. Why is it important to open and close the conference with a ceremony? Yes, It's really important to have a beginning. I always say in any offering that I do, I like a beginning, middle and end. <laughs> and because <laughs> it brings like, like you enter a space with intention and thoughtfulness and you go into it with that sensibility rather than just showing up and just letting things unfold. You, you come in with intention and whether women are there or not, they feel it because the intention gets set for everyone. It's nice to be there though, because it really gets you ready for the weekend. It prepares you. It gets you in a, in a mindset. It helps you get present. I mean, most of the time women are showing up, they've just driven from far away and it really helps everyone get together and start the weekend together. And, and then, you know, the middle is the middle. Yes. <laughs> Lots of things happening in between. And this year, actually, on Saturday evening, we're having um, what we call a Follies or a talent show. So we'll oh, be getting all the talent that's uh, present. Judith Laxer will be facilitating that and hosting or emceeing it. And then the end, the closing ceremony, to be able to close and have closure for the weekend and transition because you're in this village. It's a whole, it's kind of a different culture when you're there. You're being held by this container. And to be able to close and have transition out back into the world is really important. And to take a pause and honor what you just did over the weekend because it's a powerful, deep learning. I mean, women are laughing and crying and and in, in, integrating and getting gathering all of this wisdom are so our theme one of the things i wanted to share with you which i am super excited about our theme for this year is germinating regenerative wisdom oh neat so when you set an intention like that, you go deep, you know, it's, we're going to be germinating this regenerative wisdom. How can we, what, what are we, we're planting, we're not only planting, we're germinating, we're trying to foster it and, and grow it and, and make it be regenerative that the wisdom comes back over and over and over again and contributes to our lives. So you and I were talking before we before we started about just how quickly things are changing, are developing, are advancing in in the herbal space, but in the natural natural health and wellness fields. So I'm curious, you haven't been here for a year. Been a lot has happened in the last year. What is what is something that you're most excited about that you're seeing happen in the natural health space? Well, I'm really excited that people are interested. I mean, <laughs> yes. because once people get interested, then they have the opportunity to start to see nature as something that is that contributes again, that's regenerative. Nature gives to us. I mean, it takes care of us. If you look at nature-centered um, traditions, it the concepts are always about that, about that relationship, that given, and we we need to give back. And so when we when we receive and we give, there's it's an exchange and it's a relationship. And I think people are waking up to that out of 
materialistic culture and society where mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of giving back. But if we get to know a plant, you know, and just a remedy and it's helpful to us, and then we're like, I'm going to grow that in my garden. Wouldn't that be great? Put it in our garden and then we see it every day and we have this relationship and then we respect it more. One of the things I teach in my apprenticeship programs is that that I'm teaching it, but I'm actually reminding my students every single time we're together is that we are literally dependent on the plants for our very breath from the day we're born until the day we die, like literally, not just metaphorically. So when we bring that into our consciousness and we have that awareness, it's really difficult to cause harm. And so we're going to be more mindful, we're going to be more respectful of the earth when we know that our very existence, uh, our breath, our nourishment is all dependent on the plants around us. They are our allies and working with them, moving into that right relationship is what I see the potential for all of this enthusiasm and interest. And that's what excites me about it. With the with the conference now, we've talked about the keynotes and some of the activities that happen, but the conference itself, you do a lot, well, some workshops, but then there's also treks that you take out onto this 200-acre yes. property to do some foraging in that. Yes, every session has two or three plant walks. So instead of sitting in the classroom listening to lectures, which is great, I mean, we that's very valuable in so many ways. But then if you prefer, you can go out um, on the land. You could just do plant walks the whole weekend. <laughs> if you to. Um, because again, it's that meeting the plants, seeing where they grow naturally in their own habitat, what they prefer um, you know, what the energetics of them are in their space. I mean, we know like there's a plant called chickweed, which is just such a precious plant that's really um, uh, nourishing to the skin. It's often utilized in um, the skin remedies and it's also soothing to the eyes. But anyway, chickweed likes cool weather and it likes, it's very moist. And so when you see where it grows and the season that it grows in, it gives you a lot of information about how to apply the plant. It likes cool weather and it likes to be in the shade and it's very moist and so that's what it does for dry skin it helps um, with soothing so when you get out there and you meet the plants and you get to see them and their energetics and their environment you learn so much about them it's so rich so now you're going to be doing a pre-conference workshop yourself I am. I'm offering um, one on fermentation. And so we'll be learning to ferment all kinds of different food, um, vegetables, um, fruit, soybeans. We're going to make tempeh and we'll learn to make miso and just so many things, fermented beverages. So I'm going to teach the principles and concepts of fermentation. And then we're gonna, it's, it's going to be a learning lab where we'll actually be making stuff that people will take home. So why is fermentation so important? Well, it's the soil for our gut, (laughs) if you will. Um, You know, we're talking about the land and the relationship. It's all connected. And so it inoculates our digestive system with beneficial bacteria is is the long and short without doing a whole long. We could do a whole show just on fermentation. (laughs) Um, But basically, you know, with um, thinking about health and herbalism, it's really important to keep our digestive system happy and healthy by eating um, um, fermented foods on a regular basis. 
Well, that's great. So you have so many things coming up with this with this conference um, that's coming up again, May 26th through the 28th. Registration is open. You have early registration. What is the price of the early registration? Well, it's hard. I can't just name one price because it's it's it depends on what your choices are. <laughs> There's so many different options. I mean, it could be anywhere from you know if you're going to camp from about um, three hundred ninety five dollars for the and that is all inclusive for the weekend. You know, and that but if you're going to do an immersion, it's going to be more than that. I mean, we have immersions, we have pre conference workshops. We're going to be making um, a backpack basket. There's going to be a workshop on that topic. There's a workshop on health sovereignty for women and teaching women about the history of our own, um, taking our own health into our own hands. I mean, there's so many different workshops. And so the pricing is going to be dependent on what your options are. Well, for people who want to learn more and who want to uh, be able to sign up as soon as possible, visit MidwestWomensHerbal.com. And if you would like to learn more about the work that Linda does or to find out about her apprenticeship program, visit MoonWiseHerbs.com. You're listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Green Tea Conversations. I'm your host, Candy Braffle, and today we're visiting with Linda Conroy, owner of Moonwise Herbs out of Stoughton, Wisconsin, and the founder of the Midwest Women's Herbal Conference. So, Linda, uh, we have been talking about all things Midwest Women's Herbal Conference this hour, but you also have some other things. So if people are not able to get away for a weekend or maybe it's just not their gig to be more rustic (laughs) in a more rustic situation, (laughs) um, you also have a lot of learning opportunities that they can do from the comfort of their own home. And one of the things that you have coming up uh, starting on the 7th, so just a few less than a week away or about a week away is in our own hands, the winter learning series. So tell us about that. That kicks off on January 7th. It does. And the idea came to us during the first year of the pandemic to offer something in the winter where we're more isolated than usual as an opportunity to look at our own health virtually and spend time together, even in community. These are three-hour deep dives every other Saturday with a different instructor focused on a different topic where we can gather tools and skills for self-care and learn from the comfort of our own home. And so this has been a really delightful series. We're going into our third year of this series, and we have an incredible array of instructors. Um, One of which is Rosemary Gladstar, who's a fairly well-known herbalist. And we're doing tea with Rosemary. So we'll be talking to her and we're inviting everyone to bring their cup of tea and be able to ask her questions, interface with her. And she'll talk about, she's been, gosh, organizing and um, offering events and workshops for over probably close to 50 years. And she's one of our elders. So we have a really nice array of instructors and from different backgrounds. Backgrounds um, teaching. We have Kathleen Matthews, 
who's from the UK, she's going to be teaching a workshop on cherishing our ancestors. And so it has the the series and most of our work has, you know, the practicality of herbalism and food as we've been talking about. And then, you know, the opportunities for spiritual connections and growth as well. So there's just something for everyone. So tell us again, how, how many sessions are there and it's held weekly? It's every other weekend, every okay. other Saturday, and it's three hours long. So it's a deep dive um, into the topic. And there's six sessions. And oh, no, this year there's seven. I'm sorry. <laughs> there's actually <laughs> seven sessions this year. And um, there's so many topics. So the topics we're doing grounding the awakening feminine with Brooke Medicine Eagle. I'm doing herbs and archetypes for mental health. And we have tea with Rosemary. We have cherishing the ancestors with Kathleen Matthews. Mimi Hernandez, who is an herbalist, who is the uh, director of the American Herbalist Guild, is doing Emerging from the Cave, Stoking the Rising Fire. So looking at her workshop is on the 4th of March, which is when we start to feel spring emerging. And what herbs do we bring in for um, helping us to emerge from that deep winter space? And then Jill, Jilling Lin is a wonderful herbalist who's taught for us in person as well. She's Doing embodying the elements, she focuses on Chinese medicine and the elements from Chinese medicine. And then Angela Smith is a, a herbalist from Milwaukee, and she's doing a workshop called What Do Magic Makers Do With All of Those Herbs? So we have a whole array of topics. It's going to be really rich, and um, the instructors are dynamic and leaders in our field. So I'm excited for it. So if something happens and somebody isn't able to attend one or a couple of the sessions, are are you going to have recordings of them as well that people get? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And there'll be, you know, there's lots of good reasons to attend in person because you get to ask questions, you get to interact. Some of the instructors will do little breakout sessions during their um, workshop. But if you're, if for some reason you're not able to attend, there are absolutely going to be recordings made available. Awesome. Awesome. Well, the other thing that you have is something you guys just kind of recently put these together in the last couple of years, but you also have online courses that you offer that people can join anytime. Right. So we've started to put together some really nice module learning modules because so many times people say, oh, I either wasn't able to come to the conference or I was at the conference and you can't go to everything. (laughs) Yes. Because there's so many choices. That's what people say to me. There's too many choices. I'm like, very good problem to have. But we decided to put together a learning environment um, where you can either a la carte purchase workshops, um, recordings from the past conferences, or we've put together modules on topics so that you can actually take a deep dive and listen to sometimes anywhere from six to eight audio and video recordings. And then we have a monthly live question and answer session, um, either with myself or with some of the other um, instructors. 
And those um, give you the opportunity to just ask questions about what you listen to and what you're learning. So it's really a great way for women to keep their learning process going. And so it's an actual classroom with modules and we open them up. So we have right now, we have five modules ready to go. We have a foundational herbal course. We have a foundational mushroom course called Fungal Fundamentals. Uh, We have a um, fermentation, fantastic fermentation course that people can take. And then we have Herbal Foundations 2 and Fungal Fundamentals Part 2. So these are just opportunities to take a deep dive into those topics. When people go to the Midwest Women's Herbal Conference website, there's so many things. It's so funny because when we first started doing interviews with you a few years ago, um, you had a good website then too, but boy, it just keeps growing every year. Every time I'm preparing for having an interview with you, it just grows and grows and I'm always so impressed by it. But lots of things that are happening there. Well, we still have a bit of time. And so I would like to find out you offer an apprenticeship program. And this is your apprenticeship program through your business, which is Moonwise Herbs. Tell us a bit about your apprenticeship program. Sure. Um, I actually offer three different options. Well, actually four for apprenticing. <laughs> See, it's um, growing all the time. It's growing all the time. So my original apprenticeship program is one that I still offer. And it's that's been close to 30 years I've been offering this program every single week during uh, the warmer months. Um, and that is a weekly session where people meet with me once a week in my home and spend the whole day with me foraging, making things, um, holding the um, uh, container for learning. And we we stop in the middle of the day and make a wild and whole food lunch so people learn about nutrition and how to prepare things. So it's a very deep, rich, interactive experience once a week. It's very intensive. And then I offer a monthly program where women can come and do something very similar, but just for a weekend, a Saturday, all day Saturday and Sunday, women camp on my land and we um, work together for eight months. It's one weekend a month for eight months. And then there's lots of homework in between. So you stay engaged. And then um, women can come and stay on my land for three weeks at a time and live there for (laughs) a chunk of time and take a deep, deep dive. And so that's a very brave thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, I started offering a couple of years ago, and so much of this, Candy, you're saying things grow. It comes from requests. People say, I would like to do this. And so I offer a virtual apprenticeship program now. It's one year, and it's we meet once a week online to um, do, I do presentations and sharing and discussion, and then um, when they have homework that they do in between. And I personally mentor um, the group, but I also pe- personally mentor the individuals, and it's a whole year-long program. And that came out of requ- a request. A woman actually from Ireland contacted me three years ago and said, I'd like to apprentice with you. Is there any way we can make that happen? And I said, well, we can try. We can try a virtual apprenticeship. Sure. And so that's how it started. And we did it that first year. We had a group and it went really well. So I've continued to offer it ever since. So that all three of those programs are open right now for I'm um, taking applications for those. Well, all four of those programs. 
programs. And, you know, an apprenticeship is a really special opportunity to be mentored, um, to explore. It's not an academic classroom setting, although I teach lots of, you know, practical information. But then there's this um, incredible thing that happens when you're meant when you're in that mentoring relationship where people just discover what they're passionate about because with herbalism and the food world and all of the things and women, women's spirituality that's involved in this as well is there are so many different avenues you can take that you how you would express it like I express it one way all of the things we're talking about here have just kind of grown and come from really my passion and inside of what I care about and so I help women discover that for themselves, like to explore that. What part of this are you passionate about? So one of my interns, um, she's been studying with me for three years now. She had an, one idea when she came in about what her her you know trajectory would be, but she became the botanist of bot. She loves botany, identifying plants. She she was so scared of it when she started, and now she's so proficient in it. She loves it, and so exploring and figuring out what is it that you love and that you care about, and it's just really fascinating to watch women unfold um, through the apprenticeship process. I, I'm really lucky and humbled to be able to offer that for almost 30 years now. That is amazing. And isn't that really what education is all about? People can learn more about your apprenticeship program by going to moonwiseherbs.com. And again, that's moonwise, W-I-S-E, herbs, H-E-R-B-S.com. And of course, if you want to register for the Midwest Women's Herbal Conference or you want to learn more, visit MidwestWomensHerbal.com. Well, Linda, thank you so much for being with us today. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. You always give us such great information. Thank you, Candy. It's always a delight. I love talking with you. And thank you for listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. And I am wishing for you a lovely day. Love 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 day.